Live? Here. Live! But we don't have to necessarily know what that means. What's the someday of Black? Like, I don't there's a that reason we want this to... story happens now. Ladies and gentlemen, the movie writes itself. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm still streaming! How do I stop streaming? No! And that's our intro. Still is. Still is our intro. And things I hate about Jake. I can do this one. Uh, no. <laughs> Actually, you know what, Jake? I just love you so much. I don't... Oh, you! Let <laughs> me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Ben and Jake write a movie. I'm Ben Lustig, and I am not. I'm Ten Things I Hate About Jake. <laughs> so now my new thing, I think, is going to be take a film title and just replace one of the words with my name. Yes. There you go. That's, so today is 10 things I hate about Jake. Yeah. Um, we had a couple, We had a few yeah. days off last week. I got sick on Thursday and Friday of last week. So apologies. We didn't do any any uh, any uh, episodes then. But I I would not I, I would not have been good. I would not have been good. Yeah. You know? Sometimes we need to rest. We need to rest. You need to look after yourself. It's very important. That's right. You know, it is. Um, it is. And I am um, continually sleep deprived from having an infant. Yeah. So. If I say and you were just, really, just, really just cleaning off the, the reason you're slightly late was because you're cleaning a poo off a towel. I was. I don't know that the audience needs to know that, but my oh, they oh, they need to know. My daughter. If I were writing this in a screenplay, <laughs> I would say that the father undid the diaper, leaned down with a wipe, gently taking the poo off of the dash dash. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or as you described earlier, like machine gun poo. Praise the room. Totally. Exactly. He falls in a bloody pooey mess in the in the oh, corner. Man, that was fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> now. Fatherhood. Um, Fatherhood. But we are here Monday. We are Monday, October twenty fourth. We are back to work. Um, I didn't even oh. know what to title this episode, so I just wrote the journey continues. I know, and I mean, I mean, maybe that might yeah. just be all of them from now on. The journey continues for for the moment. That's and you can change titles on YouTube, can't you? After they're done. Oh, of course. Yes. yes. So I'm, for I'll, now, I'm, for the live, change every single one. Exactly. <laughs> the one where Ben comes up with a brilliant idea. Yeah. Another brilliant idea by Ben. More great <laughs> stuff with Ben. <laughs> so, all right. Um, the question is: um, Is there a topic that we'd like to discuss today before we get into our outlining? No, that, that's Jake's exhale of. Um, um, is there a topic? You that know. Is Pressing is there something in the news? Is there well, what's been going around on Twitter? What's um... here's a here's a topic that I'll bring up that is um, something that we were just discussing this morning. We Got may it. have touched on this before, so forgive me if we have, yeah. and like, remind me if we have. But okay. it has to do with uh, it has to do with the, one of the biggest topics that screenwriters talk about from a business perspective, and that is free work. Oh, yes. um, free work comes in many, many forms. Um, and the one that we were discussing this morning is when a buyer, usually a studio, maybe or a production network. company. Or a network. A network, a yep. streamer, yep. someone like that. Yeah. Um, manages to not hire you to do <laughs> a a a piece of writing that would normally be paid for 
by essentially hinting or implying that if you happen to have that item of of free work available, then maybe it'd yeah. be easier to sell. So, for example, um, you may have written a TV pilot. You might have a TV pilot. And uh, in theory, you could have written a pilot and you could have written a Bible. This could all be speculative work. You could yeah. be, you could have that, all that stuff ready to go uh, mm -hmm. to take to, to uh, a buyer, a network, a streamer, whatever. Um, uh, likewise, you may have for a feature pitch, a deck that you'd created right. that you mm -hmm. might want to leave behind in the assisting of yeah. pitching or presenting of ideas. You know? And you may have chosen that those items were part of the best way for you to yes. sell yes. as your package, your yes. speculative idea. And that is your yes. choice. That's your choice. You know, now, you know, the WGA has a, a, a saying, which is no writing left behind. And again, I think when it comes to original ideas mm -hmm. if you again i don't think it's about leaving your pitch but if you had a one pager you're like hey i know you're gonna have to present yeah. this to your boss i've written you out something i don't think there's a problem with that with original ideas i don't think they should i don't think you should ever do that when it comes to open writing assignments when you do not own the property right. because they can take those ideas they can they can hire another writer and go you know what we had a really great series of i mean here's the thing in theory, they can do that anyway. Do it no matter. In what. theory, they can do that anyway. But if it's written down in 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 well in <laughs> nice font and on a piece yeah. of paper, it's easier. It's easier to do. I mean, so, here's anyway. the problem with no writing left behind. Right? It's as much as I 100% support everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I love our union. I, I do too. Our union. Yeah, and also acknowledge so, it's it's imperfect and also it's imperfect. Yeah. And sometimes we have policies that on the face seem like great ideas. But when you start to break it down, you go, well, wait a minute, no writing left behind. Well, if I have a spec screenplay, I'm certainly leaving that behind. Yeah, of course, exactly. Right? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I'm not gonna, how am I gonna sell it otherwise, yeah, right? Totally, yeah. So if I have a spec pitch, which basically is the same as a spec yeah. screenplay only yeah. in pitch form, totally. what's the difference? Totally. If I have a written document that goes along with my pitch, isn't that the same as a spec screenplay? I don't really know why there's a difference. Yeah. So, however, here's, here's where it yeah. gets tricky. Yeah. Let's say you didn't decide to do that extra document because you don't feel like the project needs that extra document. In fact, you think your pitch is perfect or your pilot, as Jake was talking about, is perfect in yeah. terms of representing your idea. Um, but then the studio or the buyer asks you whether directly or indirectly to do mm -hmm. that work. Mm -hmm. That's the shady line where you yeah. start to go. Yeah. Now you employer are asking me to do work yeah. for you. Without and asking you. But, I kind of yeah. become your employee, but an unpaid employee. And that's different than a, self-employed person trying to procure work now all of a sudden there's a supposed to be a give and take here only i'm not getting and it mm -hmm. starts to get gray but here's the thing and this is the this is again one of the hardest parts of of being i think a screenwriter whether it's being self-employed writer being yep. self-employed um you got to get work and sometimes getting work means going 
above and beyond what is necessarily required. If a network or a streamer said to you, Jake, hey, I love your pilot. We think it's great. But I'll tell you, I can't bring this to my boss without a Bible. So I'm just letting you know that, you know, as great as your pilot is, without a Bible, I can't buy it. Now, I haven't directly said to you, Jake. Go and write a Bible. Please write a Bible for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the question is, Jake, what are you going to do? And ultimately, I think each writer needs to take that own decision under their own advisement. I agree. You know, um, so as you said, we got to get work. However, however, let's also bear in mind that if you do that, you're starting to set a standard that if they ask you to do it, people will do it. And, you know, someone might say, if we had a Bible, it'd be really good. We've had a ton of writers do that for us lately and they've all, and, and their things have sold mm-hmm. and they wouldn't be lying. Correct. However, of course, it is your own work. You mm-hmm. can take that Bible Correct. anywhere you want. That's right. You can take, and you've now got that work. That work is yours. And you know what? If it doesn't sell this time around in five years time, you still have that Bible. You could be in a meeting and someone say, oh, I'm looking for this. So you go, it's funny you say that because I've got a script and a Bible that is that. So I am of the belief, and I genuinely believe, and I say this a lot, that there is no such thing as wasted work. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does get into a very, very difficult area becomes a gray area i think part of the you know the reality is as writers um we are always hustling to find our next job and there are far more unemployed writers than employed writers at any given time that's just the reality yeah um so while i think it's great um if if every writer in the entire guild agreed We will never write a Bible for free because those Bibles are actually part of the MBA and there is a minimum associated with that Bible. There is. If everyone said we will not write a Bible for free, never, well, okay, then maybe it would work. But here's the problem. what, you can't tell a writer who wants to spec their own Bible not to spec their own Bible. Bible. Totally. If they think that the way that they're going to sell their show is through having a Bible and that they could attract a director and an yeah. actor and a producer yeah. all through this Bible, well, then great. Totally. I mean, that's fantastic. So as long as there is ever people who want to spec that material, then buyers will always think that it's a possibility to get that material. And that doesn't mean you have to do it. And I think you're right. It's the writer's choice as to whether they will do it or not. Yeah. And it's, and, and, and it's tough because sometimes it gets to be exhausting. Um, You know, we personally had a pitching experience and this was, um, you know, without, talking about where or what yeah. the, mm-hmm. the buyer was, but we went in and we pitched a project that was an original. It was not 
based on an owned IP. It was based on an IP that it was 100% in the public domain. It was our original take. And we pitched it to a buyer. And the buyer said, we really like this. Yeah. But we have some notes. Now, this is actually, I think this is the only time I've ever had this we've ever had this happen yeah. from a buyer yeah but it did it and did. the buyer said i have some notes i can't buy this from you in this form it's not there yet but if you're interested in what i have to say and you wanted to come back i'd 100 percent be open to hearing you again mm -hmm. now that's a little yeah like okay yeah. well what what do you do in that situation now granted he hasn't told us to do anything it's an original idea. We don't have to go back to him. If we didn't like his yeah. note, in theory, we could just say, fuck off. Yeah. We'll go try and sell this to Studio B. Yeah. Right? Um, but it would have been a real layup at this particular place. And it would have been the kind of the perfect. And this is the power play. And this yeah. is where it becomes hard. Yeah. He's just wet our appetite. He's just kind of dangled a carrot saying, I might buy this. Yeah. I could buy it, but you're going to have to do a little more work. Yeah. And here's the thing. That happened three times. Yeah. Three times to the point where by the third time we said enough is enough. Yeah, we're good. And we had to walk away. And it was yeah. really a shame because we got the feeling that it just was never going to happen. And the enough of the project it was never going to change to the point where it couldn't have changed in draft. And that was yeah. the, that is the most frustrating part sometimes about when, when these people ask you to do free work, yeah. especially on a pitch. Yes. A script is, is a whole thing on in and of itself, but let's say you're buying a script. Well, the script may not be perfect. You know, when you buy a script that you will be able to give notes and that you will have those writers do a draft based mm -hmm. on your feedback. Mm -hmm. But what you're buying is the script as it currently stands. Yeah. You never, no studio would ever ask you to do notes on your spec script before they buy it. Mm -hmm. They might pass, and then you may hear back channeled why they passed, and you may decide to make those changes and go back to them, although mm -hmm. I, it's never happened to us before. But with a pitch, they should know the same thing. You yeah. buy a pitch, you know the basics. Yeah. You know the main plot, you know the main characters, you know everything. If you trust us as writers, you will understand that we can deliver your notes in script form yeah. our job is to write a screenplay now the funny thing is we did actually have this happen once on an ip that we didn't own and man was that frustrating and that was earlier on in our career and i have to say <laughs> one of those pitches that we did based on this feedback i was in scotland that's <laughs> right um yeah I mean, and we have bent over backwards and it's difficult to say no. We were it it was a major studio. It was a major producer. It was a major project. Mm -hmm. And we were led to believe that we were this close. That if we yeah. could solve this one answer, they would buy it from us. And it's funny because we've recently had an experience about uh, producers and studios or producers and actors not wanting to um, jeopardize relationships. Yeah. And oftentimes the writer gets kind of caught in the middle of this. Right. 
So, for example, the studio thing that you were talking about last time, mm-hmm. where I this producer was working with them on another project. And it was presented to us by a member of our team that perhaps the studio didn't want to say no to the producer. Right. Just so, because this project wasn't for them, but they didn't want to say no. So they were basically blaming the us yep. for the fact that we couldn't solve their couldn't solve problem. The problem. You know, we got stuck in the yeah. middle, and man, did we do and a lot we, of work And on it that. was, and it, and again, we've actually experienced that a couple of times. Yeah, we had another pitch we took into a big studio, and again, they want they this happened twice. Yeah, we had we had this thing. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, totally. I'm just remembering the exact series of events. It's exactly that. They didn't want to say no to the producer. Right. So they just kept giving us notes and notes and notes and notes until we throw our hands up in the air. And then it's like, well, oh, the writers can't fix it. Rather than just saying, you know what? We don't want to do this project. This mm-hmm. isn't for us. Sorry. Yeah. You know, they're trying to keep their relationship. And again, yeah. we just, just experienced it with a with an actor and a producer. Mm-hmm. You know, actor didn't want to say no. So we waited and waited and waited and waited and waited to see if this person was going to attach to our script. And in the end, it was just like, well, we're going to have to move on. And then we were like, well, that it was discussed that perhaps yeah. they just weren't. I think that, that when it comes to free work, I think what you said really does still sum it up. Every writer has yeah. to make the choice yeah. on their own about whether it serves them in the moment. Yeah, it, totally. it can be diminishing returns. We have experienced both sides. We have experienced where free work has actually helped us sell projects and make more money. And we have experienced where free work has been a complete total time suck and a complete like disaster. And per what we were talking about in our conversation before we got on, there was an example of a screenwriting partnership who we're good friends with, who was asked by a buyer, this exact thing. Mm -hmm. If you had a Bible we could set this up. Right. They went away, wrote a Bible and set it up. And it's an incredibly popular yeah. show. Yeah. We, you know, we took the, the approach at one point, Jake and I, cause we were, we were told this by, um, by someone, I can't remember whom, but, but to always just say, well, we'll come in and pitch it for you as many times as you need. If they say, right. well, can, do you have anything in writing? And we would always say, well, you know, we don't really share our work, but, but we're happy to pitch it to you as many times as possible. Yeah. And then more and more and more over the years, people just will not accept that answer. Yeah. And I remember very specifically, we, one, of our, one of our biggest, oh, we loved this project so much. One of our biggest projects we went out with that unfortunately did not sell. Um, we pitched to Amazon. I will name the studio in this case, um, but I won't say who it was. And... Um, and after the pitch, they said they loved it. They loved the pitch. They were so excited about it. And we got this feedback and we were like, oh my God, we, we might've sold this to Amazon. And then there was a but. We said, well, what's the but? They need to be able to present it to their bosses. And we said, well, we'll pitch it to their boss. No, no problem. And they said, yeah, well, their boss is traveling the world and it's really hard to lock them down and they really need to know. Could you write up a, a, a document just kind mm-hmm. of just saying what you said in your pitch, but like in two pages, which by the way is like almost impossible. And, 
we were like, oh, okay, 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 because we really thought we had sold this. And we sent it into the producer. We got fucking notes back. Fucking notes back, I know. On the yeah. document. Not yeah. only that, we sent it to the studio, and we got notes back on the document from the studio that was free work, but it was all under the guise of, we're going to buy this. You are there. You are on the finish line. And guess what? They fucking passed. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes you want to gou so, gouge your eyes out, doesn't it? So this is where oh. you're at in screenwriting. Yeah. Free work doesn't guarantee anything. Yeah. And it also can help. And you just, you do your best to navigate it. Yeah. Um, I think on a spec of any kind, a spec pitch or a spec script, personally, I say you do whatever the fuck you think you have to do to get that thing sold. Sure. IP is a different story and you got to yeah. just decide that on your own. How yeah. passionate are you about the project yeah. and are you willing yeah. to go down that road? I hear you. Let's write a movie. Cool. Let's write a movie now. Let's write one of those. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. So we, uh, we, had, we had done some good work the other day. Um, uh, we're still at the outlining phase. Um, and again, it's just to kind phase. of... What's that? It's a long phase. It's a long phase. This is a long phase. And again, we... We spend as much time as as is required in this phase because it's not wasted time. Um, mm -hmm. Anything that's in the outline, generally, if, it, if it's going to be in this document, it's going to be in in at least a draft of this script. Again, occasionally oh, yeah. that occasionally that changes. And again, I think um, uh, outlines serve as just that. They are the structural, mm -hmm. you know, skeleton on which you're going to hang all the meat and bones. Right. Occasionally, as you may be writing it the script may be revealing itself to you and, and, and you start to ask other questions, et cetera. But generally yeah. speaking, yeah. once the outline is, is in good solid form, we do tend to stick to it, at right. least for that first draft. So, um, but it's interesting to see, and obviously we can see that we're on episode 22, that this is 20, yeah. this is 22 hours worth of, by the end of this session, we a minimum of 20. Yeah. We've done some half hours of business talk now. So I'd say it's probably yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. yeah, but then also we had a couple of hour and a half episodes. But That's yeah, true. it's but yeah, but it's interesting to see that and again, I don't think this is a week's worth of work, but this is a week's worth of work. Yeah, no, <laughs> at I, the same time. That, uh, uh, yeah. You know, if you think, you know, we, we work we, 40 hours a week. Exactly normally. right. And you if know, we're if we're only working on one project, we would only, we would be working 40 hours a week yeah. on that project. So we're not we're yeah. only about halfway. We're about you know, half again, I think yeah. I think because I do believe in taking time away from something and coming back. Yeah. But I think, you know, we're probably at the end of uh, around, you know, in week 2 of our normal work on this. Sure. So it's interesting to kind of break it down like that and see oh well we've done 22 hours this and where are we up to on this particular on this particular yeah. project and we've just kind of um we're we're still in act one we're still in act one we're getting right. closer but we're still yeah. in act one we're yeah, we've yeah. just had our kind of primary i guess you would call like kind of inciting incident <laughs> moments sure um, yeah, we've met all our main characters. We've, we've established met, their lives. We've, yes, we've met and so, established our main characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're moving into the second half of Act One, whereby those characters are going to converge and the kind of journey, so yeah. to speak, if this were a hero, traditional hero's journey movie, totally. um, where the journey will then be 
taken and then they will move forward. And Indeed. as we discuss, it's like our end of act one in this movie is really when they decide to all go on the run together. Yes. The three of Indeed. them. Indeed. Um, yeah. If we were breaking this up, we one of the things we used to do as well was to break movies up into eight, into eight sequences. Yeah. Other than three acts, you have four major sequences and then eight smaller sequences, essentially. Mm. You know, so we are probably coming to the end, I think, of that first sequence or we're just about to wrap yeah, that I think up. Yeah, we probably right? just finished that first sequence pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So the next sequence is going to be, I think, where um, uh, our Charlize character is going to go and meet her. It's the sequence where, I th so the first sequence is the sequence whereby we meet all of our, th our three protagonists. And the yeah. second sequence is our three protagonists meet each other exactly right yeah yeah so you know let's open um, up the document and just see where we're up to yeah sounds good really good idea while you're doing that usual blurb thanks for subscribing if you don't subscribe yet on on you if you want to if you're watching this on facebook do us a favor click through to the link that's over on youtube and just go and subscribe to the channel again this helps our visibility um we've been trying to get our vanity link um but uh let us have it it won't let us have it yet it's got a got a got a whole got a whole YouTube, thing youtube has changed their whole platform and they're in the middle yeah. of doing that so that's right gonna be that's a little right. bit right. gonna be a little bit uh you can follow me on twitter at jake thornton uh, ben's at ben underscore lustig and we're on facebook at lustig thornton so yes anyway okay so we, we took a couple of little extra notes here so we've gone and had this this first mm -hmm. scene of introduction to sam We've met Sam in her apartment. We see she's basically kind of like a druggie. Um, she's asleep. The police knock on her door. She thinks they're there for her because she's, uh, what did we say? She's not not, under, not on parole, but on, under her, what's the word I'm looking she's, for? She's um, probation. Probation, thank you. Mm. Uh, wordsing is hard for me sometimes. Yes. And um, thank you. And uh, she does a runner, but then is cornered by the police and say, "Look, we're not here to bring you in or anything. We're here to let you know that um, your 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 parents and your younger brother were killed in the bombing in one of these bridges in Portland." She doesn't believe it. She just tries calling them. No answer. She's all upset and sad, and then she goes and shoots up with her boyfriend as a as a way of dealing with it. I'm going to ask a question at this point that yeah. um, you can just tell me to go fuck off if you don't okay, like it. Um, <laughs> what is it? Right. Um, all right. So at the moment, we have three protagonists, as we've discussed. It's a fun little movie in that way. And um, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> the only one that I can think of who's had a moment whereby I go, I like this person is Charlize. So far, Hank and Sam come across kind of unlikable. Well, okay. So um and that's okay, maybe, because at least we have Charlie. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's demon. Totally. I think it's okay for Hank. I don't think we have to know about Hank yet. Um, I see a young woman who, while is make who is made who has made some wrong choices, but who gets awful news. And whose decision to um, how she copes with it is in a negative way. Um, she, you know, buries herself in drugs and alcohol, essentially. Um, so I do how do you show her as empathetic and not just a junkie. It's a it's a it's a good question. I guess my other question is is how do and my question is about Terminator Two. Why do you like John Connor when you first meet John Connor? He's kind of a horrible kid. Two. 
Was that in Terminator the 2? Second one. Yeah. You know, you see that he's, you know, a ne'er do well. Right. Now, you do know in that that he's John Connor. You do. So that he does have that going for him. Yeah. True. You know, you, True. But he's not who he is. Potentially, I mean, the reason you end up liking him, the reason, and and I will, and and there is a, and it's not right away. So you you make a valid point, but the reason you end up liking him is because he insists on going to get his mother. Mm, so yeah. it's the moment where he tells Arnold, "We're going to get her," even though Arnold says that's not a good idea. He says, "I order you to take me mm -hmm. there." Right. And that's when he becomes heroic and you go, mm -hmm. okay, this shithead kid actually yeah. loved his mom and that means something. And it's right? kind of part of his arc, isn't it? You know, it's he, he goes from being this ne'er-do-well kid. And I would say that's still in Act heroic. 1 of that movie. Yes, I'm sure that is in Act 1 of that movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because then the breakout of Sarah is probably the climax of Act 1. You know? Mm. That's probably yeah. I would, I would need it's to a long I act one. Need to have a little look at that. It's a long act. It's a long. I think it's a long act one. Which sometimes, sure. and I, I'm a firm believer that it's okay. You can have a oh, long I do too. act one. Yeah. And in fact, this movie that we're doing because we have three protagonists that ended up going forty pages in order to try and accommodate the emotion behind all three of these lines. Mm. In the same way that Terminator Two has to, because we've got mm. Arnie, John, and Sarah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that as well mm -hmm. um, but I will say there's so Arnie I like because he saves John um, yeah John I like because he says I want to go find my mom mm -hmm. and Sarah I like because she is being really mistreated clearly and her goal is to get out and save her kids and we know that she's right and we know that she's right. And she's being, she's being, I mean, the guy licks her face. It's disgusting. Yeah. Right. So all three of them, I have a moment in act one where I go, I like you. Mm -hmm. So I do think at some point, all three of these characters, we have to want them all to win. So what are the things that are going mm. to be? Mm what we hook into because they don't know each other. So yeah. unlike in Terminator 2 where John and Sarah are literally mother and son and mm -hmm. Arnie is the guy that Sarah knows who tried to kill her but isn't really that guy and yeah. he's actually there to save them and knows both of them because of his mm -hmm. programming and all the all that stuff. There's a, there is a connection between the three of them. Mm -hmm. In our movie, they're strangers. We've run into this problem a couple of times in other scripts as well when you have protagonists who are strangers mm. who don't have a pre-existing relationship to fall back on mm -hmm. so yeah they have to get to know each other through through the movie but again movie. interestingly like like something like um uh midnight run yeah you get to know them very well right over the space of those over the space of that five or six days that that movie takes place in. yeah you know so it's not it's not and Not what would doable. you say in Act One? I, I'm betting, I'm willing to bet that there's at least one moment for each of those two characters in Midnight Run in Act One that makes you like both of them. Well, it's interesting. I think we've said this before. You naturally respond to someone who's down on their luck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Like Sarah. Like Sarah. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same way. You don't but you have to feel that they life. are right and it's not their fault. Yeah. So, you know, the way that I, I think of, uh, of, uh, of uh, De Niro's character in Midnight Run, you go, oh, here is a guy who's just trying to make something happen. And here's the thing. You see he is trying to capture criminals who skipped out on their bail. Okay, so and you go, uh, okay, here is someone who, good job. while he's doing it for money, he it's is- It's an honorable profession. It's an honorable, semi-honorable profession. Yeah. Maybe you work for sleaze bags, but, you know, you are doing something that is keeping the right. public safe. You're you doing know? what you can to pay yeah. the bills. Yeah. yeah. And then what's interesting is that when you meet the Duke, um, the person he's going after in that movie- um, you don't imme- you don't immediately like him. Mm-hmm. You don't go, oh, this is here's some innocent guy. But again, they don't have to be innocent. They don't have to be innocent. Let's no, be clear. Totally. Yeah. We just have no. to like them totally. And again, I think, like bad I think people. the reason I think the reason that you that one responds to this person is you go, oh, you stole a large amount of money from the mob, mm-hmm. and I don't know about that, oh, but I mean, bad people. But I'm, but I'm intrigued by you. Right. And then I think ultimately what happens over the course of that movie is that, you know, De Niro's character starts to be like, oh, you were stealing from the mob because you've got information. You know, you're trying to, you're, you know, you were trying yeah. to do something. And also he's given it to charity. That's so, also what you learn. Oh, that's cool. That, I mean, that's well, right yeah. there. That's your, yeah, you that's like it. him because of that. That's but it. here's the thing about liking a character that I, I, I believe um, because there's lots of movies where you have anti-heroes. Of course. You can like a character for lots of reasons. They don't have to, like, quote-unquote, save the cat. I don't believe that. No, I yeah, I actually yeah, think yeah. that you can be into a character because they're just awesome. Like, if a character <laughs> sure. is really cool, I want to see them do more. And that's, right. a, that's enough for me to be hooked into them. Like, you know, if they are... Um, fighting for the right side or if it's mm-hmm. a, you know, oh, you learn that they might have killed five people, but it was for revenge. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily need to see them do a, a, I've just saved the cat in the tree or the child on the, uh, you know, from, from getting run over by right, the car. Right, right. They don't have to be a hero. They just have to be likable and people like people for different reasons. People like bad boys. Girls love yeah. bad boys. If you establish a bad boy in the beginning of the movie, it doesn't matter. Like they're gonna like them and they're gonna want to see them. You know, it's it's James Dean in in uh, yeah. Rebel Without a Cause. You sure. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the problem that I'm seeing at the moment, and I think, look, we have I would say approximately 15 to 20 minutes of the movie to to solve mm-hmm. this problem. I don't mm-hmm. know that it has to happen before where we are right now. Right. But Sam at the moment, for example, I'll use her first. Yes. We see that she's in a shitty apartment and uses needles. Yeah, she's a user. I don't know anything about her that makes me go, oh, I want to watch her story. Mm. Mm. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm like, why would I want to watch your story? Like, you're not... There's yeah. nothing about you at the moment that makes me go, I want to watch your story. Now, You're not like again, someone who yeah. is trying to go to med school and is like blown all your But again, I think that's or... I think that's okay for Sam right now. Charlize, we've seen in the opening, save save a group of kids from a bomb, you know. Stop the stop the guys that are going to do that, even though that this is 
people who she knows very well. And I've seen her present day. Um, I go to Hank. I'm not sure what Hank's up to, but he's doing something and he's driving off. And then I see this girl here. I don't yet know how these three are all tied together. Um, I don't... Now, other than um, both... If I'm an intelligent audience member, I go, I have seen Hank go, there's something going on in Portland. Right. Then we go to Portland and we're with this girl. And we're with her for a reason. We see that her pet, there is a mystery. There is a mystery starting here. And I know that this girl is somehow involved in this mystery. I know that there are demons involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've got a mystery. And we haven't actually... We haven't actually seen any demons yet. No, but we've seen something untoward in that opening moment. But we don't know that they're demons. As no, well. yes, we don't know that they're demons. But there is something else going on. There's something otherworldly going on. Because yeah. Hank brings a fucking axe with Aramaic script on it. Sure, but all you we've know. seen really is... like, Because here's the thing. And again, I don't know that we have to have it here. What yeah. I'm saying is, where do we have it? How do we have it? What do we have? When I learn that Sam is the Antichrist mm-hmm. incarnate mm-hmm. and that both Charlize and Hank are here to kill her mm-hmm. to stop the coming of the apocalypse, mm-hmm. what is it about her that makes me go, no, don't kill her? Yeah, sure. Other than her just being a person. She's a junkie at the moment. Mm-hmm. I I need something. I need something to make me go. She's worth saving. Mm-hmm. Why is she worth saving? Why? Yeah, why does? Yeah, and ultimately she can it, come around. It's the question of why Charlize and Hank. Correct. Don't kill her. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there was it was it's, it's reminded me of something that we did talk about briefly on an episode because we joked about the saving the cat. Which was, you know, she's watching her through a scope or he's watching her through a scope or something. And they think, oh, here is the Antichrist made flesh. Is this girl right here. And then she does something that makes you go, oh, hang on. You're not, you know, the beast yet. Right. Right. You've done something which is good. Yeah. Fundamentally good. I don't know what that is yet. But I don't think think it's right. I don't think it's in this scene here. No, I don't think it's in the scene. However, I think stuff like that does need, you know, the seeds need to be planted. So, for example, if we don't really know, like, I don't think it's just, oh, I open up some cat food and put it out. No, no, I, yeah, I I agree. You know, like, what is the, it needs to be big enough, like, that, that it is something where I go, oh, shit. She's not. You couldn't possibly be evil because you just. Only evil, right? And I don't think we know quite enough about Sam's life yet. And these, this is how outlining, I think, leads to deepening of character. Mm. Um, I don't think we know quite enough about Sam's life to fully understand what it would be that she would do that would change Charlize's mind. Mm. What's Sam's job? Mm. To a donut shop. So we established this, Ben. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. She works in a donut shop. No. Um, you know, Freedom Tenure, donuts in Portland are a big thing, but whatever, it's okay. You know, obviously, she learns that her family was all killed in this incident, which makes her go, Here's the thing 
technically what that has done has made her go even darker, right? It's led mm. to this shockwave of evil demonic energy. Yeah. So whatever it is that's going to be that beat where we believe that she's savable needs to be so strong that it's somehow pushed through the demonic energy that has alerted everybody to her presence. Right. 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 Yeah. So it needs to be part of her life. It needs mm -hmm. to be part of who she is. Like, you know, this is, this is only half joke, but it, but it, you know, joking, not joking. Um, she's a veterinarian, you know, like there's your save the cat is like, that's actually what she does. Now I don't know, <laughs> but like, but literally like I'm I, again, I am kind of joking because I don't know that this setup. No, I know. Yeah, I was. I was drug just, user. I was the veterinarian. I was just playing the. I was just playing the, and a cat is wheeled into the ER. And she's like, "Breathe, damn you! Breathe, breathe!" Ah, <sighs> oh, you saved the cat, Sam. You saved the cat. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but yeah. You know, how? What is it about her life? that is worth saving and and also for her if she were to get clean what would she want for her life yeah like, sure it it needs to come from like a deeper part of like who she what does what yeah. does sam want at this moment in this movie what, yeah. what is it about her other than just yeah. to survive. What, what, you know? what, yeah, I think you like, think you ask a good question. What could she and what would she do if she didn't have this disease? When she it? gets finished with all of this, what, what, what is she going to want to do? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. What was her dream as a kid? Yeah. What was her, what was her, when I grow up, I want to be blank. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, you know, is, is there is there something? I was seeing, and again, I don't know if it's right. It feels maybe a bit cliche. It's probably why it's in my head. But about you know, seeing her go through some kind of like grief therapy counseling situation, and someone literally asking her that question. You know, she could be. I'll be be very honest like you know my life sucks i acknowledge that i'm addicted to heroin i'm a user you know if she were going to you know na meetings she's like i had a lapse my parents died and it fucking sucked i want to be well i'm fucking struggling you know i'm one day sober today <laughs> you know right um like what if charlie's was in that meeting <laughs> i don't know I'm, I'm just playing playing with ideas because i'm not sure it's just as simple as oh i see you on the street give to a homeless man it doesn't do it for me it's not as meaningful it, it, it's not say you know giving us home is meaningful but in this journey in her story you know she has a desire to want to change her life. She wants to want to change, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Um, but she just gets sucked into this, into this thing. And it's 
and this event. Yeah, I mean, I can be, I can be emotionally invested in a person who wants to change, even if they're not a good person today. Yeah, yeah. I believe them. Yeah, that, that as hard as it may be, their life just has not led them down the, the best of paths. Yeah, it's something that I really like about the NA meeting because of the honestly because of the expositional nature of those meetings totally absolutely it does, it does feel cliche it does we'll say it does they they're and though, and those i read a very funny i read a very funny i think tweet storm about you know what you can always expect from those scenes <laughs> you know basil exposition shows up yeah totally right you know yeah. no one else no one else speaks <laughs> Just obviously, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's really it's really cliche. Yeah. So, but what I like about something like that is that I can establish her her past mm. and what brought her to this place yeah. and why she's here. Now, I do. Here's here's a now instead of a meeting, she could get. She could go to her sponsor. She could go to her sponsor. She could go to her court-appointed therapist. Yes. Yeah. You know, she could have a... She could actually be trying to... She could have a counselor or a social worker that she's working yeah. with. That's it. All, you know, all those things are interesting. Those yeah, are, those are. are yeah. potentially cool. Yeah. What I would want to see, though... And I guess here's where I would change what we already have written. And and unfortunately, this is why I said, go, <laughs> I'm going to go fuck myself. Yeah. Uh, I would say that I would want to establish a girl struggling when we first meet her. Yes. Who then relapses because of the results of learning about her parents. Yeah shows up like instead of being with her boyfriend at first she like oh. shows up at her ex's house and he hands her some drugs and like she does it and like wakes up she wakes up there and goes oh fuck and then goes to therapist sponsor whomever it is because she's like i just relapsed you know and it's and it's this and i you know da -da -da, my life is shit whatever mm -hmm. but i want the contrast of understanding why yep. she would go to the therapist after relapsing yes and that it truly is a relapse and not just well she shoots up every day so what's totally. different, what's different yeah. about yeah, yeah 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 what's different yeah. about today is that this event here's the thing if you really really dug down deep and went went into it you go okay the demons identified that there was someone in this area that had the demonic energy mm -hmm. and that they needed to push it one one step further well sam was on her way to getting well and this thing is the thing that pushes you know her parents death mm -hmm. is that thing that in theory could push her over the edge and it right. almost and in fact it does yeah. one time which right. is why in fact if there was any way for us to link the shooting up with that energy if i don't know how to do it structurally but if we could meet sam and have that moment of the needle yeah. be the thing that sends out the demonic fucking okay Okay, let's play with the structure of it a little bit. Okay. We see Charlize in the opening. Mm -hmm. We don't jump to her present day. Hmm. 
you go to Sam present day. Okay. Okay. Play mm-hmm. that. Play, play that. Play those series of events through. Then but don't go to the shooting up yet. But don't go to the shooting up yet. Have then, her learn that her parents are dead. Yes, and have and that then cut to Charlize. Yes, then cut to Charlize. Then, then cut back to Sam. Then cut to Hank. And so what we would do is we cut. Okay, we cut to Charlize. Go through Charlize. Charlize gets in the bathtub. We cut to Sam also potentially getting in. It, you could even like do a cool. Oh, that's interesting. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you and could. doing in in the in a bathroom or in a yeah, bathtub. Yeah, yeah. she's gonna shoot up. Sure. When she shoots up, we we immediately yeah, smash cut to Charlize, oh, as if she just got the injection herself. Mm, that's interesting. Okay, and then we cool. have the Charlize moment, and then right. we cut to Hank. Great, cool, great, cool, awesome. Ah, well, now we got to fucking redo this whole outline over. But it's okay. We can just. <laughs> I think we can just move some move some things around. Yeah, yeah no, totally. You I know, and we know what these scenes are. So, although I was just pitching out somewhat of a different Sam opening, so I, I do want to just revisit that in that sense. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to do the consoling. Um, we're just going to take this and we're going to move it to the top, right? Yeah, or not yeah. the top, top, but like, you know what I mean? No, yes. Um, so we're going to do Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Instead of cutting to 100 years later with yep. Charlize, we're cutting to 100 years later, really, in yeah. um, Portland. Portland. And yeah. Super Portland, 100 years late. Or actually, let's just do the date. It's yeah, better sure. that way. 2023. Sure. Okay. Um, so... If we're with Sam now here, the shades are drawn, it's dirty. Is is she with her boyfriend? Does she live in this or does or is she trying to get clean? Is she in like a house? She's there house? with her boyfriend. Okay. He's a bit of a deadbeat, but she leaves and goes to her appointment she's got to go to, her counseling appointment, her probation officer, her whatever it is. Let's save that for afterward, okay. after she relapses. Because I don't want okay. to have a beat of the, okay. I go to my counselor. But maybe she goes to work or she goes to do the something. The point of the probation officer was for us to, or whatever that is, is for us to find oh, I like you. Correct. So yeah. but if I, if I have someone who I see being honest about the disease of addiction and, and, and she could be like, have you used? And she's like, no, you know, mm. it's, it's hard. I won't lie. It's hard. Are you still with that guy you're seeing? Yes. Is he using? Yeah, he does, but I haven't. And I really want to change. And I want him to stop as well. I've been encouraging him to come to, to NA meeting. Then I like her instantly. When I see her relapse, I'm going to go, oh, no. Oh, fuck. I also understand it. I understand what you're saying. So we don't go back to the counselor after the relapse. Correct. Our heroes will find her after the relapse, thinking that she might be unsavable. And then we're still going to have to come up with something, though, that A reason why she doesn't do it. Yes. I haven't got that yet. But I like what you're saying. So So we go to her first... She wakes up in this yep. shitty old apartment. Yep. Boyfriend is asleep, and she just—I think she instead forget the the knock at the door. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That all changes. And what go. would be interesting, actually, is as she comes out of her meeting in the distance, there's sirens, helicopters, 
smoke in the distance of Portland. What the hell's going on? That's interesting. Right before we cut to... Yeah, Charlize. Charlize. Yeah. Right before. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Um, so she's a hard drug user, but trying... But looks like she's on, but looks as yeah. though... She's, you know, trying to yeah. get well. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, her... She, she, you know, she she lets her boyfriend sleep, but we should see her try and like do her hair or something like that. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be clean, you know. Completely. Yes. Um. Well, she lets boyfriend sleep. She does her hair and makeup, maybe. Yeah, and yeah, tries to be tries to clean herself up as best as possible. Trying to clean. Um, so then she I sneaks, think we cut into, yeah. she sneaks out yeah. the door. Yeah. Or he says, where are you going? He, and she's like, I've got my appointment, whatever, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Okay. So he stirs, yeah. um, you know, uh, yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. Does he, does she lie to him or does she tell him the truth? She can tell him the truth. Yeah. Uh, question why would she be lying and it's okay i just want to just, just well i'm just trying to figure out again it's like i want her to be on the verge and just just another bad trait negative trait to be lying to her boyfriend i like the fact that she's trying to get clean but maybe yeah. she doesn't maybe she's afraid he'd leave her maybe she doesn't he he wouldn't support maybe her maybe he'd try and talk her out maybe of it he'd try or... and talk her out of it there's something interesting about her being feeling stuck in this world instead of having any sort of support. I don't want him. I guess the thing is, I don't want him to be supportive of it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if she were to sneak out, I'd get that she's not trying to necessarily. I mean, maybe she's just letting him sleep, but maybe she's not. Maybe she doesn't want him leaving or knowing that. She's yeah, I don't know. I'm on the. I'm on the. Right. I'm on the. I'm on the. I'm on the fence about it. Again, again, it it depends where she's going. If she's going to go and meet her probation officer. That's one thing. She would have to be honest. I don't think there'd be any reason for her to hide that. No, if, she's, if, she was going, yeah, no, if it's a probation officer, yes. If it's a sponsor or a, it's a sponsor. counselor or a, you know, um, a therapist, then then it might be something that she would hide, depending on depending on what this guy is to her and if it's even really that important. I mean, this yeah. may be important for this movie but no, I'm just sure. to like get into the depth of like who is she right now at the moment before she becomes the demonic energy carrier of the antichrist spirit you know like mm. she's struggling with her addiction yeah you yeah. know it's gotten her into criminal trouble you know um Yeah, I'm just thinking. Um, I mean, the other thing is, I don't want to. Well, who is she going to go and see? Let's make it. Let's make. Let's make. Let's make. I don't now. think it's probation officer because I, I feel like um, there's almost. I I want her to talk to someone honestly. Okay, I agree. Wouldn't yes, talk agree. to your probation yeah. officer. Let's go sponsor. I like. I like sponsor. She goes to a coffee shop, and meets her sponsor. Okay. So. 
<clears throat> whether she feels like she is lying about that to her boyfriend about going to see or even going to meetings i don't know um why don't we just skip let, let's just have this fine. guy asleep fine and she slips out the door okay, fine but she yes you know yes N notable he, though that she doesn't say anything to him slips you know, out yeah. before saying anything to him yeah great so interior okay. coffee shop day um uh coffee for v what i'm i'm doing a trump coffee shop <laughs> a great damn wait yeah. um well, i think we can cut into the scene okay yeah you know um sam uh has coffee with her sponsor who asks sure how it's going whether she's using you know i mean yeah um what's the purpose of the scene the purpose of the scene is for us to like from an emotional point of view is for us to learn as to why we like as to why we like sam we're going to learn that sam wants to get well um, however, yeah, we get Sam is here yeah. because she wants support. She's been tempted yes. to use, but yeah. she managed to go a week, yeah, or yeah. a month even. Totally, um, and and she's vocal about her struggle with it and how hard it is. You know, her especially since yeah. Eddie, the boyfriend, totally. continues to use. Totally, sponsor says, you know, oh, I'm just saying it's going to be really, him. it's going to be really hard for you to quit if he is using and she's like if i left i don't know what he'd do he's on you know he's right, like i'm worried he might kill himself yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i love him he's been good to me blah 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 yeah um so it's you know and we learn that sam is sober um almost a month yeah but Boyfriend still uses. Mm -hmm. She's here for support. Yeah. yeah. She needs the strength mm -hmm. to keep going. Yeah. Because she knows her life mm -hmm. will um, mm -hmm. never go anywhere. Yeah. Yep. 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 Otherwise, um, this is why we like her. Mm -hmm. She wants to get better. Yeah, great. Um, okay, oh, great. Yeah, and as she leaves, or it's on the news. I think exterior. She could we right, could see okay. later. Yeah, exterior coffee shop. Your coffee shop. Day. Yeah. Um, as she leaves, distant uh, sirens. Yeah. Say goodbye. Yeah. I think boom. Yeah, sure. Great. When boom in the distance, explosion, explosion. Rocks, yeah, rocks yeah, the city, rocks the and city, smoke rises, rises in the distance. In the distance. Great. Cool scene. Yeah. Now uh, we would go to Charlie's present day. Great. Awesome. So I'm gonna. Keep this here for a moment yes. because it's going to be for later. later. 
Yep. But we're going to go now to Colorado. Colorado Mountains. Obviously, if you are listening to this on the, on the podcast, you cannot see what we are doing. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm so no, just realizing it might be it might be somewhat of a challenge. But I think you're kind of just getting a bit of an idea of, of the of the structure of it. Hopefully, we've 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 kind of laid that out <laughs> verbally well enough. But if you are at all confused, please do feel free to come and have a little look on the YouTube channel. And you can see uh, us having rearranged these scenes right now. So yeah, so we're going to leave the, the Portland Coffee Shop day. Then we're going to go to the scene that we created, which was um, now we've gone from a from a di- is it a diner again? Maybe it's okay. Um, maybe maybe, the, maybe it shouldn't be in a coffee shop. Maybe it's just in a park. Just so we're not getting double moments of being. Yeah, there. I guess. Yeah, Although, yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be. I mean, it could honestly could be anywhere, couldn't it? You know, I mean, not anywhere. It's not going to be in space. I mean, the reality <laughs> is. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just thinking the coffee shop is Starbucks and the diner is Mel. Yes, it's of not, course. Yeah, totally. You know, it's they're not going to look yeah. or feel the same. One's in no, Portland, one's in a small town. Of course, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's I was just I was just trying to make sure establishments where there's eating involved and drinking sure. involved. and coffee. I mean, and coffee no less. How will I know? I'm in a, how, how will I know I'm in a different place? Right. <laughs> We've hit the hour mark about now, so uh, shall we? uh, We've got a diner, diner, diner. I'm going to just put in a note here, and I'll I'll talk through what I'm adding just so that everybody understands what the note is. So I'm going to add a note into our scene. Mm -hmm. Um, And let's see here, document. we got to go to... um, Notes, create note. So basically... um, uh, yep. From Charlize in Tub, um, yes. we go to Sam getting news, finding out. Yeah. Actually, should we cut back and forth a little bit more before Charlize in Tub have her find out, then go back to Charlize in yes. Tub? Yes. Yes. Right. Sam shooting yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So so, there'll be, there'll be a, a series of intercuts between these moments. Yeah. So intercuts from Charlize. Intercut to Sam uh, finding out about parents and finding out about family. Mm -hmm. Um, Then back to Charlize in her lonely life. Yeah. Then back to Sam scoring heroin. Yeah. And uh, then back to, um, yeah, she shoots up mm-hmm. and smash Charlize. Yeah. She feels a blast of energy and passes out. Yeah. Great. Okay. Awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Well, good stuff, Ben. This was a good. This was a good productive forty yeah, minutes on yeah. this. You know, just some some slight restructuring. But again, that's why we have a delete key and a copy and paste button. So. Totally. That's, that's thanks great. for joining us, everybody. We'll do another one. Uh, we are going to do another one tomorrow, aren't we? We're going we're to try and do. Yeah, we're going to try. We're going to try. We'll hopefully, hopefully get around to doing one almost every day this week. Yes. Um, we've got good. a busy week ahead, but um, yeah. but we will try our best to uh, be with y'all. Thank so, you so much. Uh, We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye.